following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. And welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Justin Kulik on the controls. What's going on out there? Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I know I am because, you know, just looking at tornadoes, such a great day. Hope everybody's safe out there, seriously. I don't know if anything's going to happen or not, but if it doesn't, we're missing a great opportunity. You know, the the worst part about having strong winds right now is that the leaves are already falling, so now it's just helping out. And my deck is covered with yellow leaves, and I do not have a leaf blower yet. Yet. <laughs> I will have one ASAP. Of course, mm-hmm. after it rains and they get all wet, I'm not sure how, how much help a leaf blower is going to be. <laughs> That's going to be the problem. <laughs> You know, one of the chores that I hated most in life was raking leaves. Mm-hmm. And I never really saw the purpose in it. And I still don't. Still don't. They're, they're, they're biodegradable. So, but, but now I don't. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, to. it's one of those things that when I grow up, I'm filling no. the blank. Well, I, I ain't raking no leaves. <laughs> that's no doubt. Yeah. I ain't raking no leaves either. And I, I, I'll i take the leaf blower out there and get them off the deck just to keep it from rotting the wood. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Yeah. Like, that's literally the only well, thing I mean, I'm going to do. We'll, we'll blow them off the sidewalk to try to keep from tracking them into the house. But other that's than that, if they're in the yard... They can stay there. They can stay in the yard. Sort of like <laughs> sort of like spiders and other such, you know. Out there is yours. Yeah, you can have, have that. <laughs> Ain't gonna bother you no, out there. No one's worried about you out there. Out there. <laughs> in here, we got problems. Yeah, no, we're we're not we're not coming here, coming mm-hmm. in here. We have a great show for you lined up. We've got a lot of great things to talk about. Of course, you know. Can't not talk about the Titans news today, so we'll get to that, of course. We'll talk to Chip Walters, as we do each and every Tuesday. Chip, we'll talk some MTSU, as you see the white helmet there. It's going to be a going to be a fun time as they get ready for their trip to El Paso. It's a long way. It is a long yeah. way. We'll see how that's going to go. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of college football. Uh, game day is headed to Jackson State, not Jacksonville State, unfortunately. That'd be really cool. But headed to Jackson State. Not Jacksonville State, not Jacksonville University. Neither of Jackson. Us. Jackson. State. Just just, just yeah. Jackson. No Vils. Yeah. No Vols, no Vils. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about Will Healy, former Austin P coach, who is now former Charlotte now coach. Now former Charlotte coach. Yeah. And so we'll talk a little bit about that and what that means. And, of course, it's Top 5 Tuesday, and we'll get you our Top 5 Greasy Foods uh, right here on National Greasy Food Day. How about that? I'm having to kind of read up on this because I'm not – there are things that I wouldn't necessarily think of as greasy foods that are, in fact. I had had two options. I was going to go either – like scary movies. 
You because, went, you, you made the right choice. Uh, well, right. I mean, we do a lot of movies and TV on this show, but we do end up typically back at food or sports. And, mm-hmm. and today is also uh, National Chucky Doll Day. I don't know why today. I guess today might have been his birthday or something. I have no <laughs> idea. But, but yeah, so we went with the greasy foods, and I think it's going to be a good top five because I'm 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 really curious to see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lot lots to get to today, and we'll do that. Why don't we start right now and give you yesterday's very few results, today's very small schedule on today's very small rundown. Here's the rundown. Justin, we can't hear the music. That's okay. There we go. In NBA action on Monday night, the Memphis Grizzlies, in a record-setting performance, knocked off the Brooklyn Net 134-124. I think they said it's the first time that two players from each team have scored 35-plus points. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, Desmond Bain and Ja went off for for Memphis and Kyrie and KD for the Nets. So, interesting. Um, In the NFL action on Monday night, uh, today I learned the Chicago Bears defeated the New England Patriots 33-14. I did not watch, but I saw that your boy, Bailey Zappi. Zappi hour. Came came in for... um, for Mac Jones at some point. So Yeah, after the third drive when Mac went three and out, three and out, threw a pick. Zappy came in through two touchdowns and then the Bears ran away with it. So so Mac Jones was not very zappy last night. No. No, he was not. Okay. Uh today's schedule, really short. Mavericks are at the Pelicans tonight. That's on TNT at six thirty. It's a double header for TNT as the Warriors and Suns will play the Second game of that at 9 o'clock tip-off. And then the NHL on ESPN, you can see the Golden Knights at the San Jose Sharks at 9.30. And that's it for today's rundown. We have uh, today's top story comes from right here in southern Middle Tennessee as we have two pretty significant uh, spring sport Commitments. Well, I guess we got three. Two commitments and one recommitment, as you pointed out to me. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we've got two of them. We've got stories on two of them up on the website at MainStreetMurray.com. Um, last Friday, Summertown sophomore pitcher infielder Grayson Burleson announced that he will – signed with Vanderbilt as part of its 2025 recruiting class. Grayson, a 6'4", 200-pound sophomore. 6'4", man. As a sophomore. Mm. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so um, committed to to become a Vandy boy. Hashtag Vandy boy. You know, I, I'm curious to see what he looks like on the basketball court this year at 6'4", 200 pounds. Yeah. And <laughs> – I'm just saying. <laughs> He's going to look a little different. Yes, he will. Yes, yeah. he will. <laughs> and then um, earlier today, Columbia Central outfielder Savia Morgan announced that she will be making her way to Rocky Top once her final two years of softball eligibility are completed. So 
pretty good. It's a pretty good day down here. And, and, you know, Tennessee winning out in that softball sweepstakes, because let's face it. I mean, Savia Morgan is one of the top juniors in the country and, uh, you know, for her to pick Tennessee over the likes of Michigan, Michigan state and, and Memphis and others, it's a big she, win. She, um, she had offers from Purdue yeah, and Memphis. Michigan State had not offered yet, but they had been deep in conversations. Um, I think Florida State may have been in the mix a little bit, just had not offered yet. Um, but once she said, once she made her visit to Knoxville, she was sold. And well, that's what that's I like. Understandable, absolutely. Karen Weekly runs a great program over there, and we we're, we're excited to see her there, and hopefully, we'll see her back in Columbia uh, at least four times. It'd be nice to see her. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say we've got some talented kids down here in Southern middle Tennessee. No question. Um, and as I mentioned, there's a third one who I've not been able to reach out to yet, but you sent me a tweet at some point over the weekend, I guess, um, independence infielder, Ryan Brown, who had been committed to Missouri staying in the sec, I guess. That's right. Um, she has been committed from Missouri and has and will be a Longhorn. That's uh, listen. If you're uh, Texas man, I mean, if you're going to go, that's program. Uh, yeah, I mean that is that is perennial college World Series level program, and you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? It it blows my mind. I mean, you know, we've we've been watching Ryan for three years now, mm -hmm. really, really watching her. And when we found out that she played her her travel ball in Kansas City, right. thought that was unique. Mm -hmm. So staying out that way doesn't really surprise me. But also the fact that she will be playing at least in the SEC, maybe one, maybe two years uh, as an upperclassman. Yes, yeah, she's a senior this time, right? So senior this time around, and so. So yeah, maybe her final two years. Yeah, probably her junior year and senior is par barring any red shirting. Mm -hmm. Um she would she would play her final two years in the SEC, which means that you know she'll be in this area quite a bit. I think that's pretty that's pretty awesome, man. The fact that we've got kids going to Tennessee, Texas, uh, some, uh Vanderbilt. Like you said, there's a lot of talent down here and a lot of high level talent. And it's a, it's fun. I mean one of the reasons we enjoy covering high schools, talking about high schools so much is because you you have the opportunity to see some kids that you're going to see perform at the next level and perform at a high level. Yeah, we were just talking level. about Brandon Miller, who's the second team All-SEC selection. We saw him uh, last year. We saw East Nashville's basketball team was full of <laughs> of great players who will play at some level. Yeah, we, we didn't get to see Ensworth's um, Jelani Cambridge, but, but we probably will. Number one player in the country in her class. I mean – I'll find a way to get to an Innsworth basketball game. I can guarantee you. There you go. And you should too. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. You should. Um, so yeah, it's, um, and not to speak to my age necessarily, but it, it hasn't always been this way. Uh, not the depth. I mean, there's been talent in this area, but not to the extent, not the volume that there is now. I mean, 
I used to do um, a listing of the top football players in the area for another publication um, in the preseason. And it was, we, we would highlight 12 top recruits and maybe half of those guys would be going FCS. Now, when you're putting that list together, you're having of 12, you're leaving guys off that are going power five. Yeah, you're culling off power five kids. That's what's so crazy about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I love to see it. And, you know, where I came from in the Birmingham metro area, of course, I got to see Hoover. They were in the Durham Trussell's region. So mm-hmm. I, I was lucky enough to watch Hoover and Thompson and Clay Chalkville and all of those teams that Pinson Valley, where Bo Nix played and that sort of thing. I, I got a chance to see a lot of those kids. Is that Cunningham? But, Zach Cunningham. Mm-hmm. but it just. <laughs> I see a lot of similarities that you that, that in Birmingham you would Tennessee football was so far beneath what or at least we thought Tennessee football high school football can't touch Alabama you know <laughs> and now it's as good if not better mm-hmm. and I love to see it absolutely because <laughs> I'm here now so it's, I, I don't want to watch bad football if exactly I can help it. <laughs> yeah and and for the most part you don't have to. And and or baseball and softball now now baseball has always been really good especially in this area, mm-hmm. uh, so looking forward to seeing those kids play. And in the congratulations next of years. to them. Yes, absolutely. Um, I had a chance to talk a little bit to Grayson, and he acknowledged, you know, the bullseye that kind of emerges when you become Vanderbilt commitment, Grayson Burleson. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Especially at the class A level. Yeah, because everybody knows who you are. They know who you are. They've been watching you, and they want that. They want to get a hit off the Vandy commit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, they do. Yeah, or they they want to throw out the Tennessee commit when she's trying to steal too. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> that's like the that's like the ninety of ninety one that Bo Jackson stole in high school, and Jeff Perlman found the guy who threw him out. That book's coming out this week. Uh, it came out today. It, come, it came out today. That's right. Yeah. It sure did. So we might need to hit Jeff up and say, what's up? You know, I'll let you do that. I hit him up and he stiff-armed me. So. Oh, boo. Yeah. It's all right. We'll get him. Um, matter of fact, next next to – when is Halloween? Monday? Monday. He's going to be in Homewood. I might, I might go down there and get him to sign a book. There you go. <laughs> So, all right, let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, the Titans released the renderings of their proposed stadium. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. 
Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton coming to you as we are watching the weather in studio here to make sure that we're we're not going to have to find the safe space. Duck and cover. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, keeping it as best we can, you know, keeping our, ourselves safe, which is, you know, very important. <laughs> we, don't, we love you guys, but uh, we'd like to be here tomorrow, too. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, Mo, it was kind of out of nowhere today when I was perusing Twitter and saw the Titans throw up a a press release and they that they have uh, released some renderings of their proposed stadium on the East Bank. And as you take a look there, the inside of this stadium, this is – uh, this is phenomenal. Kind of SoFi-ish. It is very, and I think that's the goal, you know, to be sort of sort of SoFi style. Um, I love the glass roof. I think it's it's important to be able to use, you know, uh, a a glass see through roof when mm-hmm. if you're going to have a roof. You need to be able to see outside. Well, especially in this area, I think, because the weather is typically nice. And, you know, you see behind, under the under where it says Tennessee, those are garage doors that they'll actually be able to open, uh, which I think is really cool. And then behind that, you'll have like a, uh, it's like an overlook and where you can kind of walk outside, walk inside, kind of. It's more more experience driven than maybe, you know, the game is, is obviously the most important part, mm-hmm. but if you've, 
if you are there, you can experience more than just the football game. You can. Well, and, and what that speaks to, I think is the type of events that they hope to draw. There aren't always going to be football. Right. And they're not always going to be local attendees. And so, you know, you're, you're, more touristy types or your some of the higher profile events maybe may not lend themselves to 100% what's going on on the field, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. In, in the, on the ground, Mm -hmm. whether it be a, I mean, if it's a concert that makes sense. I mean, I want to be able to kind of, you know, enjoy walking around it, but you go to minor league baseball stadiums and, you know, they've got those, those outlying areas with the cornhole and the the bouncy houses and all the things that go along with that. And I think it's important, you know, to include those options for when you do have events that aren't necessarily sporting events that have constant action going on there on the field. And, you know, but the inside of the stadium, I mean, you've got the, the led board going around the top. You've got the two, mm-hmm. the dual, I love the Josh Norman stiff arm there on the on the board. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, <laughs> Poor Josh Norman, <laughs> just taking taking strays in this. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be a legend in Nashville for, for all the wrong reasons. Yes, yes, he will. If he ever if he ever becomes a Titan, we'll have to scrub that from the internet. <laughs> Derek Henry said, "No, you won't." No, nah. <laughs> but sixty thousand people. I think. Uh, to me, this looks like if this is if this is sixty thousand seats, that's a lot. That's a lot of seats, and I love that the lower bowl is huge and the upper deck is not. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Now that you mention it, because more people have the ability to be closer to the field. Yeah, I'm I, I'm all for that. Um, the outside of it, Justin, if you want to. Yeah, check this out. That, hmm. I mean, the nighttime view, the Nashville Field House. I mean, you know, you, that's the, the maybe the club area like the Delta Sky Club that we were in at Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like that's something that that you'll have, and it just everything about this, or nothing about this, screams sports stadium from this view. Right. Yeah, it, it looks more like a convention center. Right from there, and yeah. how about the glass all the way around? I'm just saying, uh, it's a Middle there, Tennessee thing. There, there's only one glass house. I understand that. <laughs> the fact, <laughs> the fact that they put the glass up, and I wonder if it'll be the the transitioning glass like they have. You at would think, the Center. Yeah, but again, being able to see inside and outside is just super cool to me. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, getting a look at it this way, do you think that's going to change some of the negative? Nope. Nope. I think that the negative has nothing to do with any structural nuances. I think the negative is the fact that the money is being spent on the structure period. What do you think about, uh, go, go back to that last slide. And I think it's on, it's on the same. Okay. Uh, 
the TV out on the outside, kind of like at Truist Park where they have the the little grassy area at the mm-hmm. battery where you can watch the game if you're not inside the park. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So it, it could be a way for, again, when you are gathered there on this grassy area right here to watch the ball game, you're still buying drinks mm-hmm. and you're still buying You're food. just not inside, excuse me, buying tickets. And I, I think all of that money is going to still be going back into this this project. And mm-hmm. I think that's important. You can go to the other slide now because I did think I did want to see this. The this is that overlook there that I was talking about. And you know I, I think and I, I don't I don't really understand where this is particularly this street here. Um but it, it appears like there is a way to uh, include fans outside the stadium, like like we were just saying, mm-hmm. but like maybe a a tailgate type area. This kind of looks like what's right outside of Neyland Stadium. You know, I've shut not, that street down. I, I've not been to Neyland in so long that I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I well, have they, no point of reference as far as that goes. Where the the sky where the sky bridge is, they they shut that street down, and then there's just a bunch of people just walking up and down the mm-hmm. street. And it, it's just a, it's, you know, you've got street vendors and you've got all these things going on and, and there's just people everywhere. And I, I think that that's cool. And you, of course, you've got the view of the skyline. Uh, it's to me. It's impressive. It's, it's really, I love Nissan stadium's identity with the, and you see right up here behind Tennessee, they still kind of have that that uh, steel crossbars type thing mm-hmm. that Nissan's lights are held up with. Right, that's unique to Nissan Stadium, and I like that. But this is going to make this is going to make things so much better. I mean, from not having to worry about concerts being rained out and postponed and. Because listen, when people travel here, and they, they made travel plans for that Garth Brooks concert, let's right. say. They travel from all over the country to mm. come to Nashville for that concert. Then it got postponed. Yeah. And then it, 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 it's unfortunate when that kind of thing happens. And obviously, you can't control the weather. But if you can make the weather not a factor, then that helps. So. This is going to be a major positive for the city. It's a game changer. In so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So let's just – let's hope the sports council agrees and hopefully the funding sources stay the same. <laughs> if they do, it's a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. If they don't – then I can come back and say I was wrong. You were right, and <laughs> too late. Anyway, we <laughs> we still got to pay for it because yeah. it's here now. Yeah, so. but I I fully expect to see this hosting Final Fours, college football playoff championship games, and the Super Bowl. No questions asked. As Teresa Walker said, the only thing that was holding them back was a roof. Yeah, um, and the Blue Cross championships. If at all possible, please and thank you. I think that's got to be, <laughs> that has to be 
I mean, I, I think the one thing that kept it from being at Nissan Stadium was nine games, three days, natural grass. Natural grass. You know, there's a lot of folks who are saying that this you can have natural grass if you have the, the roof, the glass roof. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have natural grass. I think there are some things out there that are s- both synthetic and natural, like fused, and hopefully – Hopefully, whatever they use will be something that can hold up over three days, mm-hmm. nine games. I mean, look, Alabama plays six and seven in three days on natural grass. And is it but, a problem? Yes, but it's also the last game of the year. Yeah, so I mean, there's nothing else being played there after that. Right. So you can strip it, read, you know, re-sod, re-sod it. it and be done. Yep. And that's the difference. The, here, the Titans may be playing there the next Sunday. Yeah. And boy, could you imagine if the NFL just said, we don't care what you've got going on Thursday through Saturday. You're playing on Sunday here. Well, you can certainly see the National Football League. They don't care. Doing that because they don't care. Yeah. So Why would they? <laughs> so. so anyway. Oh, no, you got Thursday Night Football this week. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I love. I, I love it. It looks great. Let's uh, let's make it happen. Let's let's do let's do it. Oh man, well, getting awfully windy out there. It is getting awfully windy out there, and I can see the orange and yellow leaves flying off the tree. Probably mm-hmm. caked onto my car at this point. <laughs> uh, you know. Hey, real quick, um, before we get into segment three. It, wanted to mention this in the top story segment but i didn't get to it couple of couple couple things couple uh teams and schools moving divisions um as 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 announced yesterday lipscomb academy will be going to division two triple a and to um that's that's great for their football team. Well, and what about the rest of them? No, this this is a football only move. Football only move. You can okay. you can move up by you know, football is a separate entity from boys and girls basketball, baseball and softball, which is a separate entity from a few other sports. Also in so, D2 though. Hmm. And is is it that way in D2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, Lipscomb, which reported an enrollment number of 479 for classification period uh, purposes for the 2023-24 and 24-25 school years, that would have made them the fourth largest Division II AA school. I'm reading from an article on Main Street Preps by Russell Venosi. Um but they, you know, schools had until yesterday to indicate if they wanted to move up by sport. And Lipscomb is doing so. So they are going up to D2 AAA, like you said, which is where, you know, Brentwood Academy, Ensworth, Father Ryan, MBA locally. And did I say Ensworth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they'll be up with the big boys. Meanwhile, Apparently, Pope Prep, which has been playing 
D2 AAA, their enrollment figures dropped to the point that they could play D2 AA, and apparently that's what they're going to do. So basically, they're just swapping. Okay. Well, you know, you know, you put Pope Prep in there now with CPA and and that that bunch, and I think. That's Davidson Academy's in there. And yeah. So that's, I think that's going to be interesting. And I think that's something that kind of bears watching as well, because, um, you know, with Justin Geisinger leaving them over the past off season, taking over the program at Franklin road Academy. Now it's <laughs> also in that D2 yeah, region. And, and John Sneed has done a pretty good job with, with Pope prep in D2 triple a this fall. Now, obviously, you know, Kenny Minchie, the pit commit, hasn't played in the last little bit, but but he's going to be leaving. They're going to be losing some folks, but it, it, I think it'll bear watching, you know, Pope Prep in that classification for football. I don't think there's any question Pope Prep will certainly be a, a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, also yesterday, region cross country in – yeah, kind of, kind of snuck up, up on, us, on us, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, region cross country meets took place yesterday across Middle Tennessee, and I don't have a lot of details, but I can tell you that Spring Hills boys won the Region Six A AA meet Spring Hill, which did not have cross country last fall. Right. That's yes. that's the crazy part to me. Yes, Spring Hills boys won the team title. And um, Spring Hills' Emily Raw won the girls' individual championship. So, um, congrats to her. Spring Hills' Kyle Nielsen finished third individually on the boys' side. Matthew Gregory was fifth. Kevin Caraballo was sixth. So, they had three guys in the top ten, which will certainly put you, help you, put you in a good shot and a good position to win it. Yeah, so um, – Again, kudos to the Raiders there. Um, hang on. But wait, there's more. Because um, in Region 6 AAA, Independence's boys and girls both advanced to the state as a team. Independence's boys finished second behind Brentwood. The girls finished third behind Brentwood and Nolansville. Um, Let's see. Neither of them had an individual champion because I think Brentwood's Brentwood's boys kind of – Brentwood's boys swept the top four places individually. Well, also put you in a good spot to win the darn thing. And (laughs) It'd be almost impossible not to win it if you have the top four. Yeah, yeah. And – so, Nolan's was Claire Stegall won the girls' individual championship. So, what are you saying? No Halterman? Um, Joanna Halterman finished 13th, but she was on the second place team. No, I, that's I, I was just curious if, if uh, who won the girls. I, oh, no. Um, Joanna finished 13th. There you go. So, and then in D2A, um, Columbia Academy's boys finished fourth, but CJ Barr and Josh, Josh Lofton were both among the top five qualify, uh, top five times that weren't on one of the three winning teams. So they will still advance. 
and then Columbia Academy's girls place third, so they'll advance as a team. So that's we'll have more on this on Main Street Murray uh, later this week as we get ready for the state cross country meet next Thursday and Friday at Hendersonville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, college football talk. Texas A&M, are, are you high on the Aggies? Because, oh, wait, no. The Aggies are just high. Got it. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Wall. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mo. Former Austin P coach Will Healy, 15 and 24 in his time at Charlotte, was not good enough for the 49ers as they said adios to Coach Healy over the weekend. And, um, you know, we talked about this that, that Will Healy was a, was a pretty pretty hot commodity after the 2019 season and even 2020 because it was a, you know, COVID year. Uh, but as I'm looking at his head coaching record, I, if he thought he could do better than Charlotte, he should have done better at some point. He's only had two winning seasons in his career. He went eight and four one year in 2017 at Austin P and went seven and six losing the Bahamas Bowl in 2019. And that was it. Those are his two winning seasons. And I think he was really a hot commodity, you know, coming off of that turnaround at Austin P because Austin P had been awful. Well, he, they were 0 and 11 in his first year. Mm -hmm. And, after winning Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year honors in 2017, that's when he, um, I guess he coached one more year coach at Austin P before he went to Charlotte after the 18 season. But, um, you know, I, I wonder, one, I wonder if, if Charlotte might have been a little quick in this move. 
But the bigger thing I think is like you said, if he, if he felt like he had an opportunity to make a move, he probably should have made a move because I mean, I've, I've said it more than once. You can stay too long. Well, I don't know how quick, I don't know if they were quick or not, but Charlotte was the first loss by an FBS team to FIU in about two years. And they got absolutely hammered 34 to 15. After that, you kind of go, where are we at? Yeah. Where are we at as a program? And that was his third straight losing season, I guess. So, you know, I mean, lost to, Florida Atlantic to open the year. William and Mary, 41-24. They just weren't competitive in almost any of these games. I mean, they beat Georgia State 42-41, which, by the way, is actually pretty impressive. The fact that that's the game they won mm-hmm. on the road. And, you know, semi-competitive against UTEP at home, 41-35 loss, but that's it. I mean – it doesn't get any easier either because Rice, Western Kentucky, and Middle Tennessee State are pretty darn good. And then La Tech to finish the year, they're likely going to end up one and 10. Now, if they'd have stuck with him, he typically does pretty good after he has a year like that. <laughs> the next so. year is usually pretty good. I'm trying to find. some of the jobs that he might have been connected with. I, I know that there was talk about him at Vanderbilt after Derek Mason left. There was. Before they, saw, uh, before they brought in Clark Lee, obviously. Will Healy was, a, what was mentioned, and a lot of folks were high on him mm-hmm. because of his the, what he did at Austin P. And again, you know, Charlotte's pretty easy place to recruit to as well. It's Charlotte, Nashville, very similar style cities uh but only one of them plays in the sec mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where he winds up next yeah and it may not be a head coaching gig no probably not he'll probably end up being an offensive coordinator and, and a pretty good one uh in his career did a did a great job at utc um you know he was he was a, a quarterback at um, at Richmond, Richmond under Dave Clawson, who we've seen do some great things as an offensive coordinator. So he knows what it, he knows what it takes. Um, I think it's you know that's that's the kind of guy who can change a point. He really is. And whoever ends up with him will be in a good spot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, he's really energetic. And and I think that kind of um, rubs off a little bit. It's kind of contagious. I, I think that's one of the that, – that was one of the hallmarks of his rise, I think, what he got done at Austin P and – continue to do early on over at Charlotte. So absolutely. Um other news in college football, Texas AM suspends several true freshmen for allegedly 
smoking weed in the locker room. I mean, hey, go big or go home, I guess. <laughs> is that um is that your classic loss of institutional control? I mean, that is if if that's not, I don't know what it is. Goodness gracious. That's pretty brazen. I mean, Mark Richt has lost control of the Texas A&M program Apparently. at this point. Smoking in the locker room. Not the boys' room. In the locker room. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what? Um, I don't really That's know. That's wild. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Apparently, there's three football players indefinitely suspended. Uh, Billy Liucci, who we had on last year. Talk a little Texas AM. Mm -hmm. uh, tweeted when it rains, it pours, <laughs> and things are not going good for the Aggies. Three and four, um, after starting the year ranked sixth in the AP poll. <laughs> um, and now it looks like uh, uh offensive lineman Brock Buster, Aki Ogunbayi, Jordan. Basso, Jevic, Dash, Moko. I don't know. They're going to miss the season for injury. Haynes King injured last week. Um, apparently, looks like Haynes is going to play. Uh, but yeah, obviously, Anais Smith suffered the season-ending leg injury in September. Max Johnson's out with a, an injury, and now Denver Harris. Chris Marshall and PJ Williams are now suspended indefinitely. Now, were any of those guys, uh, you said they were true freshmen? All of them? They were all part of that highly touted 2022 signing class. Were they, were they getting on the field? Um, honestly, I don't know. Uh, one of them, D Denver Harris was a defensive back. Um, Chris Marshall had 11 catches for 108 yards. Don't know who that was against. Could have been. Could have been somebody, uh, you know, uh, three catches for 40 against Alabama and four for 27 against Mississippi State. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like he was getting on the, on the field. Um, now, I don't know about P.J. Williams or Denver Harris, but, mm -hmm. yeah. These are guys that Texas A&M had in that that very highly touted recruiting class, and right. now I just I, what is the state of the Texas A&M program? It's a good question, and I don't have an answer for you, but it can't be good. It, as as my friend Matt Mitchell said, over the weekend in his roll call. <laughs> he said, if Texas A&M goes to the Birmingham Bowl, they should just tell them they're with the World Games because they'd throw about half of the uh, buyout money at them. So I'm just saying 90-something <laughs> million dollars may be well worth it at this point. Somebody out there is thinking that. I mean, somebody that – has access to that type of money is thinking, and, you know, at, at some time, at some point you just, just got to cut the cord. 
at what point, if you're Jimbo Fisher, does not necessarily self-preservation, but you do you feel like if you quit, then there's there's no pride in that at all? Or would you rather just go out there and go two and nine every year? And I think one college football head coaches probably are some of the most egotistical people you're ever going to come across. And so hope springs eternal. I can fix this. Okay. No matter how bad it is, I can fix it. We're only one game away from getting this thing turned around. I think that's the mentality has to be the mentality because that's what you got to be telling your kids for one thing. Yeah. Plus what is Jimbo's motivation to walk away? He's got an $86 million buyout. No, I yeah. mean, worse comes worse. He just continues to tread water until somebody you can't in go. College Station decides, you know, let's just write him a check and move on. Get him in a room, Jimbo. We'll give you 45 right now. About 86. Uh, and that's that's the thing, is it's guaranteed. There's no he has he has all the leverage. Mm -hmm. I mean, crap, they 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 Gave him a, a boot with a national championship, you know, blank date on there. Mm. And look, in two or three years, that that recruiting class becomes something massive. And the next thing you know, you've got, you know, you have turned it around. They're 11 and two. They win the SEC West or whatever. Mm -hmm. It can happen. It, it absolutely can happen. It can also not happen. And Again, as Jeremy Foley so famously said, what must be done eventually should be done immediately. If it's a bad contract. Okay, yeah, it is. But if you're <laughs> Texas A&M, just th hear this out. If you're mm -hmm. Texas A&M. You I, I bet you one thing. I bet they don't sign another coach to an $86 million buyout. No, they'll If you're Texas A&M. No. no. They may not ever <laughs> deal with Jimmy Sexton again. Um, you got to deal with Jimmy Sexton at some point. If you want a good coach, you will. You are Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. Okay. You just remember who you are as Texas A&M, right? Mm -hmm. And if you ride this thing out, it's not like you ain't been there before. I'll counter that, though. You are Texas A&M. You are the only school in Texas currently in the Southeastern Conference. But winter's coming. Do you want to still be riding this out when the Longhorns get here? I mean, obviously the buyout goes down the longer you wait. But also, if this turns into three years of what you're getting right now, you want to have to recruit against Texas? Knowing that you're going to have to play them at some point and you're not playing from a position of strength if you've still got this going on. No, you're not wrong, but... I wonder how much that component impacts the thinking in College Station. I don't know. 
I just don't know. That's crazy. Finally, game day is headed to Jackson State. What does this mean for HBCUs? You know, I don't know. This is the second time I was able to reach out. You um, you saw me talking probably to Amanda Brooks of ESPN while we were in Atlanta for um, SEC Media Days. I, I reached out to her over the weekend and asked if this was um, if game day had been to an HBCU game or campus. Um, this is the fourth game, the fourth um. Yeah, the fourth game that ESPN Game Day has been to involve in HBCU programs, and it's the second time they've been on an HBCU campus. They went to um, Tallahassee for Hampton and Florida State back in 08. I remember that. And then in 05, they were in Houston for Grambling and Southern. And in 21, they were in Atlanta for North Carolina Central and Alcorn State. So that was last year. Um, so this is the second time they've been on campus and I guess it's the first time they've done a game involving Jackson state. So, well, I mean, I feel like this is a little different than those other times. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. Dion has elevated the exposure of SWAC and and HBCU football. And are they people, SWAC surfing now? SWAC surfing. <laughs> Is that what they're doing? I like it. Um, it it's different. I, I think. It's going to be different. I, I'm I'm interested to see if um, is it the Sonic Boom, the Sonic Boom of the South? Is that Southern's band? Yes. And then Jackson State is are they the Human Beatbox? Ooh, Jackson State's band. I think so. Um, they are. No, they're the Sonic Boom. Oh, okay. Then what is Southern? That's a good question. My question is, if those two are anywhere close to the set, it's going to mess with their microphones something fierce. So that's that's Southern News Marching Band is. I think I got them flipped. They are. They're the human jukebox. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> you did get them flipped. Yeah. But you know, if you look at this. Ohio State, Penn State. Now, I know it's a Big Ten, that's Fox game, whatever. Um, but Florida, Georgia, they're typically in Jacksonville for this. Oklahoma mm -hmm. State, Kansas State is a ranked matchup. There are options out there. Mm -hmm. Michigan, Michigan State, we play on ABC. Um, this is – this was not a – consolation because there was because no, there wasn't anything else right mm -hmm. and this is what that's they what's made different. a conscious decision to go to this game that's right they didn't go here because of because it was slim pickings otherwise and that's a yeah that's a great point to make i think and so i think that's why it's a little different this time i think that's why it's a little bit bigger and i think it's huge for HBCU. jackson state seven and oh overall four and oh in the swag southern five and two three and one um, 
Bison, B E S E A N, McCray is Bashan. Bashan, okay, is the um, Southern quarterback. He's thrown for 1,304 yards and 12 touchdowns. Obviously, um, Shadur Sanders, 2,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, five picks. So it's going to be an entertaining game. Aside from game day being there. Uh, look, right now, they're, Jackson State's so head and shoulders with, with Shamor Sanders at, at quarterback. They're so far head and shoulders above everybody else in the SWAC, SWAC that, I, I, I mean, it'll probably be 30 points. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that kid is so good. He is He, he would be a game changer for any college at the quarterback position and he's playing including open absolutely (laughs) i mean this is one of those times where you hire a coach to hope to get his kid kind of thing i mean seriously anyway should be fun saturday absolutely might be worth getting up for get up it's game day um We've got to get to Chip Walters, and we will here in just a second. Uh, but instead of going to a break here, Justin, I just want to throw up these uh, these Memphis Grizzlies highlights because I just want to talk about how great uh, John Moran is. Just throwing this out there. Y'all weren't aware. John Moran, look, watch this. I mean, just an absolute incredible performer. And Memphis coming off that huge loss at Dallas, mm-hmm. get back home in front of the home crowd. Uh, Kevin Durant coming in. Uh, is it Kyrie? Mm-hmm. Kyrie, uh, who played great. How about Durant right here getting into it a little bit? Watch, watch this. The referee comes over. Now, <laughs> now he got a little face to face. Come on now. I didn't see anything happen. The referee just kind of walked over, and the coach was over there talking trash. I don't know what happened, but watch that. Oof. Is that not insane? Just slicing and dicing. Here's the play, though. Here's the play that everybody's talking about because he dunked it from behind his head. I even stopped it and put it in slow motion. So, wait. Replay. Oh, my huh. God. He was behind. His head was under the goal when he dunked it. Insane. Um, and right there on his way down, gets the rebound on his way down, puts it back up for the putback. He's pretty special. When Kevin Durant said that he does things that you don't see on a basketball court, I mean, Oh, it's a nice pass. It's, it's incredible to watch. Look at that. I mean, that's the play that, uh, that he won the playoff game with that left-handed scoop. scoop. I, I mean, from Steph Curry range, knock them down. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to talk about how special John Moran is for just a second. That's all I wanted to say. He's special. Kid's incredible. Makes you want to makes you want to be a Grizzlies fan. All right, we're going to take that break now. Chip Walters awaits. We talk a little Middle Tennessee State athletics right here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bond and Joint. Right after this. So, I got a DUI. 
Mom, Dad. Why didn't you just call some of her a ride? I wasn't thinking ahead. I didn't think I was going to get caught. Yeah, my best friend, Tim. Still coming to my bachelor party next month? This DUI cost me 10 grand, so no. Yeah, you, in the back. Did you know I almost died when you hit me? I didn't think this would affect so many people. You think it was worth it? No, no, no more questions. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow and Mo Patton coming to you on this Top 5 Tuesday. Top 5 Greasy Foods coming your way here in just a moment. But before we get to our Top 5, we get to Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up, man? You're non-Top 5, right? So, a- I mean... It's it's the it's top five. I, we we had this one time. We did a like, it was like our guilty pleasure foods. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah. So oh. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chip looking all tanned and refreshed. Yeah, he's he's tan and refreshed. There's no doubt. And and and, and I'm feeling a little little petty actually. But um, how was it, Chip? How was your week, man? We'll get actually, it, it was good. It was good. Um, you know. Uh, just like here, uh, there was uh, some chilly temperatures on a couple of mornings down there. But uh, fortunately, I was I was very uh, blessed and pretty much uh, no rain all week and uh, some some really good days and had some good seafood and that's what you do when you go down there. there you and go. Uh, one of those mornings, it was it was a little too. I, probably, I think it was probably Tuesday morning before I talked to you guys, where I made a little side trip to Bucky's. Because it was uh, too cold to do much outside. <laughs> Never a bad time to go to Bucky's. Goodness gracious! Hey, you know we're nuggets. you know we're getting one in we're getting one in the borough. Do you know that? Really? Yes. Yep. Oh, good that's, lord! That's, that's legit. That's actually happening. Yeah, it's gonna. Oh, it, they right. haven't started. They. It's all you know. All the land has been purchased, and and uh, I think there's they're building one up near Pigeon Forge in Sevierville right now, and. And it's my understanding that as soon as that one gets completed, they move and start on this one because there's the one in Athens, Alabama is going to be opening up here in the next couple of weeks. So, yep, there'll be one at uh, which one closer to me. Yeah, the there, be, there, or, or, or Athens. Athens. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good about, question. About the same distance. There, there'll be one. This one in Murfreesboro is going to be uh, at I-24 in Joby Jackson Parkway. Okay. Look, I. I go to, I that that's I mean I go that way I go to, to eight forty and then down. back down twenty four to War Trace. If that, this may not be good for me. All that fun <laughs> I make at weddings, I maybe end up spending at Bucky's. At Bucky's uh, I tell you what, I mean I've been twice and it's just kind of sensory overload, man. It's too much going on for me. I I, I can't hang. But um. That Chip, being said, yeah. That yeah, you had a great off weekend. Did the Blue Raiders have a great off weekend? Well, off- you know, we'll see because you know, you hope that uh you, they took advantage of it in in uh in ways that 
that needed to be taken care of. Number one, talking to Coach Stock last night on his show, uh, the the number one thing he said, you know, they just they needed they've been going since August first, basically, you know, ten weeks, and needed the opportunity to kind of reboot and uh, and and mentally kind of take a break. Physically, they practiced a, a couple of times. Didn't have a full week of practice. Gave them some extra time there. And also, you, I asked him about guys who were injured that he hoped to have back, and. It, it he they'll know today more after today's practice if they're able to get it in with the the line of storms that's coming through that uh, they hope DJ England Chisholm is back he's been out since the uh, the Miami game and that's really limited middle on the outside as far as their receivers are concerned but but the big thing is is guys who were you know kind of banged up bruised up nicked up that weren't bad enough to be missing games, but, but bad enough to slow them down mm-hmm. that hopefully a lot of those guys are, are back. The other thing is, uh, they, they really do a deep dive on themselves, uh, as far as a self scout is concerned. And, and he said last night, they, they really looked at things. How can they get better on third down, which, you know, the easy answer is be better on first and second down, but, you know, but, but also, you know, to try to break your own tendencies, things like that. So, uh, that, that's where the good is out of the, uh, out of that, uh, the, also you, you get past the murderer's row portion of your conference schedule. Not that there's any givens in this league, as we saw last weekend, all kinds of craziness took, took part, uh, uh, across the league. And, uh, but you know, when you look at just on paper, it appears that it just, when you think that it might let up just a little bit, Oh, by the way, two of your next five, your, your next two are on the road. You have to go to make the longest trip you make all year going to El Paso. And, uh, then you turn around and face Louisiana tech. So, you know, El Paso got a game winning field goal, Uh, right at the end of the game to beat FAU at home uh, last week. Louisiana Tech was involved in a 42-41 overtime game with Rice. Uh, You had uh, Charlotte uh, getting beat at home and by FIU, of all people. And and firing their coach. And Club Lit is now dark. Um, so, (laughs) So there's that. And then you had... Uh, you know, you had the UAB Western game on Friday night where UAB is leading the whole game, looking good. Western kicks two field goals and find a way to win. So uh, the entertainment level of football in this league is very high. And uh, and, and now you, uh, you, you hope that you get into a, a portion of the schedule that's more manageable. The you, you know, you've got Charlotte left at home. You've got FIU on the road with Mike McIntyre. And then you've got uh, the next two, as we mentioned, UTEP and uh, uh, Louisiana Tech on the road. And you've also got FAU uh, in a home game there as well. Because after these two road games, then middle for the only time all year, we'll play back-to-back home games. And that that's Charlotte, and uh, which will be a salute to veterans uh, game, by the way, which in the next couple of weeks we'll talk about that a little more about what a special event that is. UTEP four and four overall, um, two and two in the conference. 
Vitek two and five overall, one and two in the conference. I mean, we talked earlier this earlier this season about how the schedule does kind of turn for you after you get through that murderer's row. That certainly helps, I would think, doesn't it? Well, you would you would think, uh, right. but but you I mean you also you look at at, at the league uh, right now, and I think we all have a a. a a good feeling of how good UAB is and how good they can be. They're two and two in the league because they've had to play at, uh, they have been the team that has probably matched middle for the toughest, uh, non-com or conference schedule so far, because they've had to play games at UAB and at Western Kentucky. And, uh, and, and, and so it's, you know, th there's no easy draws out there. You're going to have to play everybody, where it falls, but it, you know, it sure, you know, some, it was tough for middle because it was so front loaded and for UAB, it was so front loaded. And now you've got UTSA and, and Western Kentucky, uh, at the top of the league right now, they're in good shape and they both got the tiebreaker over UAB as far as the championship game. When that, uh, when, when we really start getting close to that toward, uh, you know, the week after Thanksgiving. Chip Walters, voice of the Blue Raiders, joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Um, Chris, did you have any other football that you wanted to explore with the voice? Well, you know, no, because that was kind of my, my thought process was might be 0-3 now in the conference, but you certainly feel like, you know, getting to even eight wins is very doable, and then you – get to a bowl game and you've got you're riding five game win streak potentially into that. And, you know, you could certainly turn this season around without any, you know, without having to panic a little bit, but that's, that's kind of where I was, I was going to go as well. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. But yeah. And, and, and with all of that, then you got basketball, right? You do have basketball. <laughs> you, you got basketball and you got Murphy center. I think um the women have an exhibition game coming up this weekend. Is that right? Uh, matter of fact, they do on Friday night uh, at six o'clock. Uh, Christian Brothers will be here, and I had a little info on that for. Uh, let's see, Friday night. Okay, uh, yeah, that will be at six o'clock. Christian Brothers, um, kids twelve and under. If you show up in your Halloween costume, you get in free. And then next Tuesday night uh, against Tuesday. Against against uh, UT Southern next Tuesday, uh, it's two dollar Tuesday with two dollar hot dogs, popcorn, drinks, and stuff like that. Okay, so the men, yeah, and then they'll open up their regular season. Oh, very shortly after that, the men have gone the route because you can do two one of two things. You can either play exhibition games, which the women have chose to do, mm -hmm. or you can have the private scrimmages. And, uh, and that's what the guys have chosen to do over the, the last several years. And, uh, I think, uh, middle, uh, had one this past weekend against UT Martin and they'll have uh, another, uh, uh, scrimmage against, um, another scrimmage against, uh, Austin P coming up this weekend. So it's, it's interesting. Those things used to be so secretive and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And, and you still can't put out results or anything like that, but they've changed the rules now where you can, 
you can put out photographs and things like you that. You can at least so talk about it, huh? You can yeah. talk about it a little bit more. And, and, uh, cause I mean, I, I think I saw a picture of Izzo and Barnes, uh, because Tennessee and Michigan state had one last weekend and I saw pictures from, you know, our scrimmage against, uh, UT Martin. So, uh, and, and, and I, and I think from what I saw on the, uh, on, on some numbers is that I think middle was pretty good defensively and also shot the ball really well. So those are two things that obviously, uh, will, uh, can carry you on pretty good. That's a nice combination. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I do have a question, Chip, speaking of basketball. Yes, sir. Now, obviously you have a choice between Miami, Florida, or Quebec, Canada in November. I'm guessing you're choosing the former. Well, I don't – not not necessarily have a choice. I mean, we kind of have uh, – as in baseball, we have our, our unwritten rules in that uh, is I, I stay with the team till the season's over. So uh, uh, when you look at the, at the over – which you look where you look at the overlay, I, I'm, I'm, but hey, let me tell you, it's it's causing because of my camp, my crusade is to going to be not start college basketball till December the first. Uh, <laughs> th- that's going to be my crusade because it is November is such a pain in the neck that it's a uh, <laughs> as far as overlap on November twelfth, nineteenth, and twenty sixth, we have football and men's basketball games that are all going on at the same time. And also on all three of those dates, uh, there are women's basketball games that are offset just a, just enough to make it all possible. But man, it is a crazy month that we're about to get into. And, uh, and so we, uh, we, we, uh, we call, make calls to the bullpen for sure during, uh, during the month of November. Yeah. I, I just figured, you know, between the two options, I figured which one you might go for. <laughs> you know, it, it, the, the thing is, I, I would, I would really like to go to Montreal. I, I really yeah, would. Like it would uh, that would be a really good trip. I and I, yeah, the uh, better than I guess middle of January, but uh, so that that'll be three three. Uh, there'll be three competitive games up there with uh, teams that are. Pretty similar. You, I think Middle's playing Hofstra, Stephen F. Austin, and uh, Montana State, and, and yeah, and Montana State. Uh, who, by the way, the Montana State. Speaking of that, did you all see the highlights of their football game this weekend against Second against Weber, against Weber State? Oh, Weber State. Okay, no, I did not. Um, for the long snapper for Weber State, snapped it out of the end zone four times on punts. What? Yes. After the third one, you think that it went to somebody else or after just the, went for after it? After the second one, I'd have, <laughs> we'd have not only gone with somebody else, but his scholarship would have gone <laughs> to somebody else as well. Eight he points. got the, he had the silver sombrero. Oh so, Lord, that's 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 crazy. Um, Chip, as it continues to be the fiftieth year of Murphy Sanders, saw a um, poll yesterday: the all-time best players in Murphy Center among former MTSU women's players. Correct. And, and let me tell you, those have been, you know, to, to limit those to 15, mm-hmm. man, I think there's like 40 on the list. 
And I, I think just to, just to limit the list of 40 is hard. I mean, I can think of, you know, folks who might be vote worthy on both of those polls. And, uh, you know, the first thing I did when I vote, my, put my vote in on the women's poll that came out yesterday, I think yesterday or day before, you can vote on it up through Wednesday, is I just went through and I marked all the Hall of Famers first all the ones who'd, who'd made the hall of fame. And I think I was at nine or 10 at that, at that point. point. Yeah. And then from there, you know, added in, you know, the Holly Hoovers or, or whoever at that point, uh, to, to finish out my list. But, you know, we've already had men's, uh, the top blue Raiders. We've had the poll for the top visiting opponents. So, uh, there's uh, which that that's for the men. You've had the women's, the women's poll is out there. Now you're going to have top women's opponents. You're also going to have one, uh, a standalone poll for, uh, the, uh, NCAA tournament that was held at Murphy center. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then that you're, will, that will appease a number of people. Yeah. And, and, uh, and a lot of people who were, pulling their hamstrings, jumping to conclusions. Uh, but, but I digress. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but then you're also going to have, uh, I think with th- Matthew Gillespie is going to be kind of coordinating a, a poll or a list. I'm not sure how that's going to work out of the top boys and girls, high school players to ever play in the building. Good luck. That's going to be a couple of incredible lists right there. It, it really is. Um, on this Blue Raider women's list, uh, I just wanted to be sure and and give a shout out since we are operating from Mule Town to um, make sure that everybody's aware that Jennifer McFall is on that list. And yep, and yep, my 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 classmate Jennifer McFall, and uh, you know she, uh, gosh, what a player she was in high school and college, and I never and, saw her uh, in high school, but I sure saw her at MTSU and. She didn't take a back seat to anybody, man. No, and when you, I mean, you put her out there with Kim Webb, and you you talk about a great inside outside punch along with Holly Hoover. That was, I mean that that was three pretty good ones to start your lineup with right there. That was a fun team to watch. Yes, it was, and they yeah. and they could, you know, that group. You know, there, there's a lot of those those 1980s women's teams in particular that that would stand up well today mm-hmm. yeah i mean their style of play and their talent both yeah absolutely yep. that, I, I think that's kind of where i really gained my respect for women's basketball was watching some of those mtsu teams and some of those teams that that came in to murphy center to play against them i'm interested to see what the opposing players list looks like when it comes out here soon yeah, that that that's going to be. You think about all of the really good teams, in particular, uh, in the last fifteen years since Coach Ensel's been there. You know, they brought in Maryland when they were number one in the country. You've had Louisville in numerous times. Lots of different teams from around the Southeastern Conference. Uh, so it'll that that'll be a good list, also. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all these lists. I, I, I've just been looking through mm-hmm. the other, you know, through this thing, and I, I'm, I'm not voting because I don't know enough to vote. But when you don't have a whole lot of 
you know, MTSU knowledge mm -hmm. and you look at that list and you go, Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Exactly. I didn't realize, <laughs> didn't realize. And then you just, you yeah. just kind of go, okay. You know, and I, and I think that's what, you know, for a lot of folks, even around here, it kind of brings, you know, time kind of, you know, things start to kind of get away, but it's kind of brought a lot of the past back. Um, you know, and, you know, with concerts, there's going to be lists of concerts and all that kind of stuff. And, and be on the lookout uh, in, in, as far as this 50th anniversary, be on the lookout for a, you know, a big announcement here in the next, mm -hmm. in the next uh, week or two about something big that's going to be happening during this celebration. So I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. There's a, something that you'll like Mo up, up on the track at Murphy center. There's uh, on the backs of the bleachers, they've got these really cool graphics of events that uh, took place during certain time periods. And it, and it, okay. you know, it follows around and, you know, it's not only basketball, but concerts, track and field, all that kind of st things that have gone on in that building. That sounds really, really cool. I think a lot of people would enjoy that. And hopefully a lot of people are able to get back to Murphy Center this year and check out, you know, the improvements and all of this stuff that's going on around the 50 year anniversary. Uh, Chip Walters, voice of the Blue Raiders, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, as he does every Tuesday, whether he's on the beach or not. <laughs> we appreciate that. Chip, we really appreciate it. Appreciate your time and um, look forward to catching up with you, hopefully after a successful trip to El Paso, Texas this and weekend. Sun Bowl. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's one of the great venues in our league. and. You know, look forward to that. Uh, it's always, it's 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 one of my favorite. It's the longest trip, but it's one of my favorite trips to go out there because of the people. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it, they're really super nice, very hospitable, uh, and the Sun Bowl is is terrific. Great food. So uh, out in the West Texas town of El Paso, we'll be out there on don't, Friday don't, night. Uh, will you be falling in love with any Mexican girls? Well, time will tell. We'll see. You know, <laughs> take care there of is, there, there is a Rose's Cantina still out there, though. Uh, and I, I don't think it's the actual one from the song, but it, there is one called that. <laughs> take I'm, care of your engineer while you're out there. We'll do that. I choose to believe that it is the same Rose's Cantina. I refuse to believe otherwise. So, <laughs> Chip, thank you, man. We appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Take care. When we come back, Top 5 Tuesday right here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 
or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Ministry Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It's time for Top 5 Tuesday. Brought to you by our friends at Mid-South 5 Fitness. Top 5 Tuesday is brought to you by Steel Athletes. Steelathletes.com, at Steel Athletes on Instagram, Thallus Steel and the gang. It's S-T-E-E-L, athletes.com. So glad to have their support. Visit them at one of their great locations. One here in Columbia, the other in Franklin. Mo, it looks like that line of storms is pushing on through. Although I, I, I was so excited because... Columbia made the AccuWeather <laughs> map. <laughs> oh, that was pretty interesting. But yeah, it, it looks like this line of storms may be the last uh, that that we see for right now. So I'm 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 hoping that by the time we get done with these greasy foods, we'll be able to go get some greasy food without it being rainy. I like the sound of that, particularly uh, the latter. Yeah, but the former is pretty good idea as well. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. It is national. Greasy Food Day, uh, Justin, and you got to love that. So, absolutely. That prompted today's top five. It's a wonderful picture. It is, right? So, let's kick it off. What are the top five greasy foods? I will start, and my number five, I'm going to go with cheese curds. Ooh, nice. That is nice. And I, I, even as I share a home with someone from Wisconsin, <laughs> I neglected to come up with cheese curds. And, and I'm almost scared to go home after that. But, um, <laughs> you could eat better inserted a little higher than five, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my number five, they're greasy, they're messy, but you can't go to a carnival in a poor fair and not get one. Funnel cake. Funnel cake is nice. good. Number yeah, five, Justin. Justin, do you have a number five? Do you have a list? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a classic number five for me is going to be just fried chicken. Um, the only reason it's five and not higher up in the list is because it, it's kind of difficult to eat. As in like the bones. I'm seeing looking at your face right now. Okay, so right. like if it's got a bone in it, oh. you kind of got to work around. It. Okay, I can see for that. The most, yeah, yeah, you know. 
I, I find no difficulty eating None. fried chicken. None. Absolutely no difficulty. <laughs> Zero yeah. difficulty for me. Babe. Yeah, I mean, when, when I'm talking difficulty in eating something, I'm thinking, you know, crab legs or something like that. Right. But no, fried chicken? No. Well, no just compared to yeah, comparable. <laughs> number five, though. Number my, my number four is going to be uh, like Chinese takeout, like beef and broccoli. Or, or like a, a sesame chicken kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, pretty greasy. Not not super greasy, but like beef and broccoli, you can kind of get a little, it gets a little weird. Um, but yeah, so beef and broccoli, number four. My number four, Justin will love this, chicken wings. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, if they're fried. No, I mean, if they're smoked, they're not as greasy. Right. But, but yeah. Fried chicken wings. The the brother or brother or sister of the fried chicken. Exactly. <laughs> Your number four? Uh, number four is a nice greasy taco. I'm, I'm talking oh, uh, yeah. some Taco Bell, ground beef. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I do love I I love some greasy taco, especially after, you know, a long <laughs> night of mm -hmm. partaking. Of imbibing. Yes. Um <laughs> either that or cookout, something like that, but you know. Uh, <laughs> Man, cookout is underrated. It is. Ooh, it really I, is. I would add one down here. Yeah. I would. I'd slice some cookout mm. three meals. Yeah, Great. I'll take cookout any time of day. Any time. Give yeah. me a give me a a cookout tray. We I'll, hit I'll one in um, Meridian, Mississippi, coming back from New Orleans. Um, mm. I mean, it's it's good and it's cheap. That's right. Yeah. You can't beat it. So yeah. Number My number three. Mac and cheese. Mm. I like cheese. I don't know why I like cheese. Cheese is very greasy for me. Today. There's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with cheese. I'm all on the cheese, but mac and cheese. Yeah. Fried mac and cheese in particular. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, my yeah. number three. Oh, <laughs> so, come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, the fair, the fair thing kind of gave me that idea. Uh, Mo, I know you're talking about funnel cake. I'm going to go with the fried um, Oreos, man. I mean, oh, really? just yeah. grease them up. Fried Oreos from Jack Brown's. Ooh. Oh, yeah. By First Horizon. Okay. Solid. Nice. Okay. Number two. Number two. Give me a Pacific, but Donut Country Donuts. Specifically, Donut Donuts. Yeah. That's my. Honorable mention, uh, yeah. but I did not have a specific. It have to be. I, I mean, I like, but that's that's a number two. Donuts as an honorable mention as a whole, mm -hmm. yes. But a donut country donut. <laughs> Very list. irritated when I went through Donut Country on Memorial on my way to Seagull the other morning. At nine fifteen, they were already out of cinnamon twists. Gee, you've been and there twice the, now. And, and, got no cinnamon twists. Yeah, and, and there may not be a third time. You, but, need, to, you need to call ahead. Well, that's what they said. If you call ahead, we can save them for you. I'm like, I'm thinking it's 9 o'clock. How are you already out? Because everybody well, loves they them. They go pretty – well, maybe you should make more. Right. Maybe. I'm just saying. Everybody loves them. Got to give the people what they want. That's – exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, My number two, fried cheesecake. Mm. Mm. Solid. I do yeah. love a fried cheesecake. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go with my number two, a uh, 
number four from McDonald's. Double quarter pounder. <laughs> with quarter pounder? Yeah. With all the fixings. <laughs> Do you like you like everything? See, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get anything extra on there, and I, and I don't take anything off. Like, I, I mean, I just eat it as is, but. Yeah, yeah, I, but with all the fixings, I meant just leaving it kind of how it is, but also yeah. got it inside a ranch, that's for sure. Ranch? Okay. Oh, yeah. Whatever. You do you. It's <laughs> interesting. I've never <laughs> thought about eating that with ranch. Your number one? My number one is Five Guys Burger. Give me a Five Guys Burger and some Cajun fries. 18 million fries. <laughs> 18 million Cajun fries. And no matter how many people go to Five Guys, you can get one order of fries order and of be fries. fine. You're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My number one, bacon. Bacon. Just, just bacon. Just bacon. We talked about that this morning. I, I actually said that bacon was my favorite greasy food, but the reason I didn't list it is because, to me, bacon is the it, – it's what I told – that's what I told you this morning, Justin. It's like it's like the ranch dressing on top of the salad. It's what makes other things edible. <laughs> and I will I will air fry Brussels sprouts and throw like four or five pieces of bacon in there with some brown sugar, and that's the only way I can eat Brussels sprouts. But you take a bite of that Brussels sprout, and then a bite of that brown sugar glazed bacon, and it's just outside this world. I'm gonna take so your word for I it. I feel you there. <laughs> yeah. Even Sarah will eat them, and that, that's impressive. Uh, Number one, Justin. Uh, my number one is just a nice set. So there's a place in Lebanon called Gondola's Pizza, and it yeah, it comes it comes with just a bunch of grease on it. Comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, I need a pepperoni. I need a pepperoni pizza with a uh, with extra grease. with extra grease. <laughs> extra grease. Just bring the grease thing out here. The grease pit. Wow. Well, there you have it. That's it. Top five. Look at there. Pizza, Five Guys Burger, and now your Five Guys Burger would have bacon on it. I'm sure. It Not necessarily. It, it doesn't have to. It doesn't matter. Just the burger in general. I do like it. I like it. I like their bacon, but it's yeah. It, to me, a Five Guys burger is just the perfect greasy burger. <laughs> that's just me. So bacon, burger, pizza. Those are. I mean, that's a. That's pretty well. I mean, that's, to to me, that seems like a a pretty, pretty solid trio there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You could put bacon on a burger, bacon on a pizza, put pizza on a burger. I don't know. <laughs> we could try it. We've done it. Why not? I've never done it. Hey, I, just put a burger in between two slices of pizza and go to town. With ranch. <laughs> With bacon. I don't know. That's uh, that was <laughs> that sounds like something Ooh. that uh that you could buy at Truist Park. Because they got all those ridiculous menu items. And, and now, now, what if you deep fried it? And then you deep fry it. Hell yeah, I'm here for it. Let's the, do it. The, the pizza burger, the, the deep pizza fried burger. pizza burger. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's get on that. Oh man. Well, thanks for tuning in on this top five Tuesday. Thanks to Chip Walters and uh, all of you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow at two o'clock right here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll have Heather Williams at 2.15, so come back, talk a little NASCAR as they get ready for the championship race. Should be fun. So we'll be back. Plenty of stuff to get to. Matter of fact, tomorrow I would like to talk about the six days between Alabama and UT Martin at Neyland Stadium and 
how in the world did they get that to look so nice on Saturday? So great story about that. And we want to get to that. So all of that and more coming up tomorrow. If you want to watch us, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Roku, Apple products, and Fire, Fire TV, just download the Main Street Media app. We'd love to have you. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts as well. For Justin, back in, back, I guess. Are you still at the, the beautiful Omni Hotel? I am at the beautiful Omni. I sure am. Awesome. Well, say hello to the folks there for us, and we will see you tomorrow.